0: just worship him, hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah, the Bible said God has lavished his love upon us, that we should be God the sons of God, so when we sing about his goodness, we are referring to his forgiveness of sins that he has made us righteous in him, that he has made us who we are, we see him in us, we walk in him, we walk through him and this is good news, hallelujah, and that this morning, you lift up your voices and you worship him profusely for all that he has done and achieved for us in redemption. Hallelujah.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Me cry, sorry, not to do oh, down yeah. and watch your beam oh yeah oh yeah me cry sorry not to do that oh, yeah. oh on in this world. That it doesn't matter what is going on around us. He's still good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make a sorry not to do that Your mats in the day, yes, you're oh So, jo
0: Tell him go go ahead and tell him how much you love him. Go ahead and tell him, and tell him how much you are glad, you are excited about you being made the righteousness of God. Go ahead and celebrate the forgiveness of sins. Go ahead and celebrate that you have eternal consolation. Hallelujah! These are all the benefits we have in redemption, and I'm excited about that this morning. Hallelujah! Let's pray. Hallelujah. Oh, Raketulu Factor Susse. Salons, Pram Nomios, Craptele, Grobes, Abdono, Cortena, Grexifios, Sopracto, Nosh, Egrecta, Niosasas, Balopronogos, Seprakatiota, Tadastorahas. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do lend our spirits to the Spirit of the Living God within us, that out through the vessels of our being, this morning, you pour forth your wisdom and mighty clarity. We do thank you for we have a wisdom, we have revelation in the knowledge of that spirit that you have so richly given to us in redemption. Our hearts are full of gratitude and praise. And we do thank you for we believe and receive that the burden of ignorance is dematerialized, permanently dematerialized, that the saints have illumination and enlightenment, that in the opening forth of scriptures, understanding and clarity is ours to your glory. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, Jesus will be glorified and your saints, your people will be edified. In Jesus' name. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I welcome all of you who are connected with us this morning. Amen. Over the past few um, weeks, a number of weeks now, we've been looking at a lot of things about who you are in Christ. We've looked at salvation. We've looked at spiritual growth. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. <clears throat> That especially around this time, you get well grounded, hallelujah, as the world is gradually, things are unfolding in the world and all that, it's very imperative for you to be well grounded on who you are, what you are, what you have in Christ, hallelujah, who you are, Whose you are, what you have in Christ, your rights in Christ, who you are, what you have. Very, very important. You should be able to understand the salvation that you have received and all the package that came with it, hallelujah. You should be able to understand all that you received in redemption, hallelujah. You should, so that you don't mix things, you don't mix things up. It's very, very important, hallelujah. Uh, salvation, we became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Through salvation we have the forgiveness of sins. So we should be able to look at all these things, hallelujah, and, and this morning, I will I will touch on one of the things that we received in salvation. Very, very important. Amen. Hallelujah. Very, 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 very important. We, like I said earlier, we receive forgiveness of sins. We have eternal consolation. We are sanctified. We are justified. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And these are all the things that we received in salvation. So this morning, we'll look at one of them, which has brought a lot of questions and has um, unseated a lot of God's people and and a lot of God's people are in a quandary as to whether it is real, their righteousness in Christ Jesus, whether it is real. So this morning I'll be sharing with you on who you have become, your righteousness in Christ Jesus, who you have become, what is this righteousness? If we say you receive, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, what does it mean? Hallelujah. You see, righteousness simply means um, to be without fault or guilt or blame. Hallelujah. It is the ability to stand without inferiority. Hallelujah. Come with me with your Bibles. I trust you have your Bibles, your notebooks, your pens, because we're going to write a lot. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures. Hallelujah. These are things that will establish the believer, the child of God, in his walk with God. You see what um, um, Apostle Paul wrote to Philemon. Hallelujah. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual, effective by acknowledging every good thing which is in you. Which is also where in Christ Jesus. So, what Paul is saying is that every there are good things in me. Those good things that he's referring to are things that are also in Christ. So, mind you, mind you, don't forget if you are talking about the good things that are in you, they are not the things that other human beings see visible with you, or maybe in your conduct, or something that is say, you, you, you say you are a Christian, but look at what you have said or what you have done. No. It's important to be strong and be established in these things that Christ has attained for us in redemption. So, uh, you have become the righteousness. When we say you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, what do we mean? That means that you you, you are without fault or guilt or blame. And I said, it's a to word stand without inferiority. Come with me quickly. This morning, I'm going to be running with you with scriptures. And I'll be mainly be reading from, as you know, my tradition, as in my tradition, I always read from the King James Version of the Bible. Whichever Bible version you have, it's okay to um, follow along. But this morning, I'll read a few from the King James Version, but I'll be reading a lot of scriptures from um, the Amplified Version of the Bible and uh, the easy, to read the ERV version of the Bible because of what I want to talk to you about and what I want to share with you because it throws more light. It brings a lot of clarity on um, the things that you should know and understand this morning. Amen. So quickly come with me to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. I'll read from verse 10 to 11. Verse 10 to 11. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 to 11, like I said, I'll be reading from the amplified version of the Bible and the um, easy-to-read Bible version. I'll read the amplified first, um, uh, Romans 3, 10 to um, 12. As it is written, there is none righteous, follow me, no, not one. Verse 11, there is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Verse 12, They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Hallelujah. Why would, wow. Let me read the easy to read version, amen, for more clarity. Romans 3, uh, 10 to 12. As the scriptures say, there is no one doing what is right. Not even one. There is no one who understands there is no one who is trying to be with God. They have all turned away from him, and now they are of no use to anyone. There is no one who does good, not even one. Wow, if you you are a good Bible student, you will notice where Paul um, was speaking the scriptures from Hallelujah, where Paul was um, picking the scripture from the Old Testament, hallelujah very, very important. Uh, If you note down by by, by your notebook somewhere, Psalm 14, 1 to 3. Psalm 14, 1 to 3. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt and they have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. So you see where Paul is referring to? There's none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that Did understand and see God. Verse three, they are all gone aside or astray. Okay? They are all together become filthy. There is none that do a good. No, not one. So now, from this corroborative scripture in Psalm, we get to know where Apostle Paul picked this scripture from. Amen. And now he's expounding on it or he's throwing more light. I told you anytime um, as Bible students you should understand that the epistles explain the Old Testament or what is also called the scriptures. We talking about the scriptures, we are referring to the Old Testament or the um, from Genesis to Malachi. And that is why we should always fall on the epistles um, to um, throw light or explain for our explanation of the Old Testament scriptures. Hallelujah. So you see what Paul said about all this. He said, why is Paul saying all this? This Because we are dealing with God. He is perfect. And as our maker, we can't impress him. You know, are people that try to impress God. You can't impress God. There is nothing you can do to impress God. So what Paul was trying to say, that listen, this is God we're dealing with here. He's perfect. As our maker, we can't impress him. And nothing is right in his eyes except what he is, what he does, and what he says. Note it down somewhere. Now Romans um, three uh, uh, the nineteen to twenty. He said and now we know that what things soever the law said, it said to them who are under the law. Follow me, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in His sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Wow. 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 Let's look at the King James version of this scripture. Romans 3 um, 19 to 20. Romans 3:19 said, Now we know that what things soever the law said, it said to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. But the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law brought about the knowledge of sin. Hallelujah. Let's look at the easy-to-read version, Romans 3, um, 19 to 20. Romans 3, 19 to 20. He said that, listen, what the law says is for those who are under the law, it stops anyone from making excuses. Did you see that? And it brings the whole world under God's judgment because no one can be made right with God by following the law. The law only knows, sorry, the law only shows us our sin. I'll read again the easy to read version of Romans 3, um, 19 to 20. He says that, What the law says is for those who are under the law, it stops anyone from making excuses and it brings the whole world under God's judgment because no one can be made right with God by following the law. The law only shows us our sin. Don't forget it. The law only shows us our sin. Hallelujah. And this, brethren, this is the basis of of salvation this is the basis for salvation come with me the same romans and three come with me to the verse 23 to 25 the verse 23 to 25 i'm reading the amplified it says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god I'm showing you now the basis for salvation. Now, he said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely. Don't forget, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God, verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness for the remission or removal of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now come with me. Too easy to read English. It, it breaks it down beautifully. Hallelujah. Romans 3 20, uh, 23 to 25 um, Listen to easy English. All have sinned and are not good enough to share God's divine greatness. Oh, dear Lord. He said, all have sinned and are not good enough. We were not good enough to share in God's divine greatness. Follow? He said that they are made right with God by His grace. So, how are we made right with God? By His grace. Hallelujah. What is His grace? His grace is not a thing. His grace is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, he said, They are made right, I'm reading verse uh, 24 of uh, Romans 3, 24, the easy to read version. They are made right with God by his grace. This is a free gift. This is a free gift. They are made right with God. How are they made right with God? He said, by being made free from sin. Watch. He said, we were made right with God. He said, everyone has sinned, or have sinned, and not good enough. We could not meet his standards. So you still understand why Paul said what he said in that Romans, the opening scripture in, in, in Romans, hallelujah, three, um, 10 to 12. Hallelujah, that one, you imagine that there's none righteous. So we could not meet God's standards. Hallelujah. So he said, saints and are not good enough to share God's divine greatness. Then he said, "They are made right with God by His grace." So how are men made right with God by His grace? Praise the Lord! How how is this grace? How is it? What are the conditions around this grace? There is no conditions attached to this grace. This grace is free. It is a free gift. Listen, he says that this is a free gift. Grace is a free gift. Now, in being made right with God, how does it come about? Listen, he said, they are made right with God by being made free from sin through Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to God. So I am made right with God, okay? I am made right with God by being made free from sin. When my sin is taken away, I am made right with God. How? Through Jesus Christ. Wow. Now, he said that God gave Jesus. I'm reading Romans three twenty four now, um, the easy to read version. He said God gave Jesus as a way to forgive forgive people's sins. I read again. He said God gave Jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through their faith in Him. So remember, this grace we are made right with God by grace. What is his grace? It's a person. What are the conditions of this grace? There are no conditions. It is a free gift. How does it come about? It comes about when we are made right with God. In the process of being made right with God, what happens in the process of being made right with God? Our sins are taken away. So he said, they are made right with God by being made free from sin through Jesus Christ. So why am I made right with God when my sins are taken away through what Jesus Christ achieved? Follow me here follow me here. Now, he goes on to explain, God gave Jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through their faith in him. So, how do I subscribe to the righteousness of God when I, I believe in the gospel? What about the gospel, the good news? What is good about this news? That he came to die for the sins of men, not Christians, all men. That is why when John saw him coming to Jordan, to be baptized. He said, see here the Lamb of God that taketh the sins of the world away. Follow here. Hallelujah. After this teaching, you should be strong and firm in your righteousness. The righteousness that you received. From the lord jesus christ by virtue of your faith in the lord jesus christ he said god gave jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through their faith in him now listen he says it's very beautiful here he said god can forgive them because the blood sacrifice of jesus pays for their sins. So, how are our sins paid? The blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ paid for our sins. I told you last week, in the olden days, in in the Old Testament, where they will go and make atonement and they will make atonement with sheep. They will make sheep. They will offer sheep. Hallelujah. They will sacrifice sheep and goats. And that Atonement was, had a coverage of a one year period. When they made those sacrifices, the people's sins were covered for an entire year. If they made that sacrifice, say January first, okay, and whatever happens in March, April, May, June, whatever happens till December, their sins are covered. It is only in December, coming into January again, that their sin, the blood for those sheep and bulls, were will expire. So they will have to come and renew it again. Oh, Kabola, I'm wrong, gatios. So that's right. The Bible said that if the blood of bulls were able to cover, forgive people's sins, and cover the sins of men for a whole year, how much more His blood? So remember, how am I made right with God? It is through grace. What is grace? It's a person. And how... Or what are the conditions around this grace? It is free. Hallelujah. So um, he says that God gave Jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through faith in him. God can forgive them because the blood sacrifice of Jesus pays their sins. Follow me. God gave Jesus to show that he always does what is right and fair. (laughs) ha <laughs> ha you see if you don't have easy to read version of the bible go get it amen i'm telling you i want to encourage you it's free on on, on the play store or the app Store. amen hallelujah listen to romans three twenty four. he said that god gave jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through their faith in him he said god can forgive them because the blood sacrifice of jesus pays their sins God gave Jesus to show that he always does what is right and fair. Did you see that? So anything you see in this world, in our world today, that is not right and fair, you cannot ascribe it to God. Because why? The nature of God is that he always, not sometimes, always, that's what is right and fair, hallelujah, then he went on to say, he was right in the past, when he was patient, oh, God has always been patient, oh, he's patient, oh, God, he has been patient, He said he proved this love. He proved this fairness and righteousness or rightness in what? In his patience. In his being patient. Right from the past. Listen to what he says. He says he was right in the past when he was patient and did not punish people for their sins. Wow. Am I reading the Bible? So, what or who punishes for sin? The law. We read it. The law exposed or revealed sin. Listen. Oh, easy to read. I love you. He says, he was right in the past when he was patient and did not punish people for their sins. And in our own time, he still does what is right. God worked all this out in a way that allows him to judge people fairly and still make right any person who has faith in Jesus Christ. Oh dear Lord. Oh Kobolo. You see now certain scriptures when you read, you 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 speak in tongues, it's Elevates your spirits, Hallelujah! It levitates your spirits, your soul, Hallelujah! He said, and in our own time, he said that's what is right. God would this out in a way that allows him to judge people fairly and still make right any person who has faith in. So he still makes righteous, that word "righteous" that's what is he's referring to. He still makes righteous those who have faith in him. Hallelujah. Are you born again? Yes, sir. Have you believed the gospel? Yes, sir. Have you received the life of Jesus in you? Yes, sir. That means you are righteous. What is the meaning of this righteous? (laughs) It means to be without fault. It means to be without guilt. It means to be without blame. It is your ability to stand without having an inferiority. Having a low standard of yourself. Having a a, a, a bleak view of yourself in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. Now listen, I'm reading verse 25. He was right in the past when he was patient and did not punish people for their sins. And in our own time, he still does what is right. God worked all this out in a way that allows him to judge people fairly and still make right any person who has faith in Jesus hallelujah. (laughs) He said, I love this one. Look at that. He said, so do we have any reason to boast about ourselves? No. No reason at all. He said, and why not? Because we are depending on the faith. Sorry, because we are depending on the way of faith, not on what we have done in the following, in following the law. Let me read it again. He said, so do we have any reason to boast about ourselves? Paul says, no reason at all. Then he says, and why not? Why can't we boast? He said, because we are depending on the way of faith, not on what we have done in following the law. Hallelujah. So, brothers, this is the basis for salvation. This is the basis for salvation. That's why in the Amplifier, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Listen. Only God will take the glory in this. He is the one who takes the sins of, of the world away. Only God will take this glory. Hallelujah! Come with me. Let me show you something else in First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty nine to thirty one. First Corinthians chapter one, the verse twenty nine to the verse thirty one. Come with me quickly. I, like I said, I'll be reading mostly from the amplified version and the easy-to-read version of the Bible. Amen. Come with me quickly. First Corinthians chapter 1 um, 29 verse 29 to 31. Verse 29 to 31. Alright, the amplified first. <clears throat> that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him Of him, so that word glory is boast. Okay, all right, so he said that no flesh should boast or glory in his presence, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of god is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption oh glory to god ah i now understand why the prophets the prophets prophesied about this righteousness hallelujah they prophesied long ago about this righteousness even though they didn't have the full Purview of this righteousness, the prophetside concerning this righteousness. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God. A lot of scriptures to see today. You, you let me just take you back a bit. Let me let's look at one of the few um, prophets that mentioned this. Amen. Jeremiah 23, verse 6. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 23, verse 6. I'm already there. Jeremiah 23 verse 6. I read from the King James Version of the Bible. Jeremiah 23, verse 6. Listen to what it says. It said, In his day, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. <laughs> Jesus Christ who is called who? The Lord our righteousness. That same Jeremiah, uh, come with me to 51, verse 10. 51, verse 10. Look at what Prophet Jeremiah prophesied about. Amen. So now we, we he, Jeremiah, even knew that Jesus Christ is the Lord our righteousness. He is my righteousness. Hallelujah! I am free from sin. Hallelujah! I'm free from guilt. I'm free from shame. Hallelujah! If you're still following, put that on the platform now. Hallelujah! I am His righteousness. Glory to God. Hallelujah! I'm free from sin. I'm free from shame. I'm free from guilt. If you're still connected, put that on the platform. Come with me to Jeremiah 51, verse 10. Jeremiah 51, verse 10. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. 51, verse 10 of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. 51 verse, the, the Lord has brought forth our righteousness.
1: <laughs>
0: he said, come, and let us declare in Zion the works of the Lord our God. <laughs> what is the works of the Lord our God? Our righteousness. He has become our righteousness. He prophesied earlier on in uh, 23 verses, that the Lord shall be called the Lord our righteousness. He is our righteousness. Ooh, not the, the Lord our Punisher. No. Not the Lord our... Uh, no. No, 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 no. Not our fearful Lord. Mm-mm. He is the Lord our righteousness. Look at, let's look at a few of some of these old prophets, what they said. Come with me. Let's look at a few. Maybe one more. Come with me to so Daniel. Daniel. Quickly. Daniel. Daniel chapter 9 verse 16. Daniel. Daniel 9 verse 16. Daniel 9 16. Daniel chapter 9 verse 16. Are you there? O oh Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thy and thy fury be turned away from the city, thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain. Because of our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people have become a reproach to all that are about us. So notice that word reproach is shame. Hallelujah. Now, even Daniel knew, I got no to today. Daniel knew that God's righteousness, when God's righteousness come in this you sins are covered, sins are forgiven, shame is taken, guilt is removed. I read again Daniel 9:16. He said, Lord, Lord, according to all thy
1: righteousness.
0: <laughs> I beseech thee, let an anger and thy fury be turned away from the city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because of our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem, and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God's righteousness procures, our, <laughs> it procures his audience. Daniel knew that God's righteousness procures his audience when he, we, he is already our righteousness. So now that we, have, when we believe in what he did for us in redemption, we also become righteousness. We don't become righteous after salvation. Mm. I, I will come back to that one again. The, the same time we became, we became saved, we were made righteous. So, Daniel knew that we can procure through God's righteousness, we can have his audience, our sins can be covered. <laughs> Maybe we should look at some of the New Testament. Guys, apostles, what they also said concerning this. First Peter two twenty-four. A very common scripture. Amen. A very common scripture. Very common scripture. First Peter two twenty-four. Look at what he did what he did for us in redemption. Lekobro, Captain Maya. He said, who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree, referring to Jesus Christ, that he bore, he carried our sins, our iniquities, our transgressions in his body on the cross. Now, he said, in his own body on the tree or the cross, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. Then he went on to say, by whose you were healed <laughs> so Paul Peter even knew Peter even you, that because of his righteousness because we are made righteous in him righteousness also procures us health if you understand these things you will not be afraid of this pandemic coronavirus yes it is real. It is, yes, you should observe all the social protocols and the social distances and protocols. Yes, you should or do everything you have been told to do by the health person. But remember this, by his stripes you were healed. I walk in health. Why? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, now, come come with me again. Hallelujah. Come with me again. So, righteousness means what? You are without fault, without guilt, or without blame. It is your ability to stand without and looking down on yourself or having an inferiority. No. Hallelujah. So, that is why in that First Corinthians, First Corinthians, um, um, let's read it, um, the new, the easy-to-read version. 1 Corinthians 1, 29-31. We read the Amplified. Let's come back to the new uh, easy-to-read version. 1 Corinthians 1, 29. 29. God did this. 1 Corinthians 1, 29-31. Amen. I'm reading. God did this so that no one can stand before him and boast about anything. Did you hear it? He said, God did this, oh, Deus, that no one can stand before him and boast about anything. It is God who has made you part of Christ Jesus. And Christ has become for us wisdom from God. He is the reason we are right or made righteous with God and pure enough to be in his presence. You know, The law and uh, religion told us we were dirty. So you you say things like, Oh God, uh, those of us who don't even deserve anything, we don't deserve your kindness. We are like grasshoppers. No, I'm not a grasshopper. I am his righteousness in Christ Jesus. I am bold before his presence. I am strong and bold. Hallelujah. I know through his righteousness. Now I have access to him. I don't have protocols when it comes to my God because beyond he being God, he is my father. Listen. Listen. Oh. oh. I love this thing. You know, calm down, calm down. First, I'm reading verse Corinthians 20, 29 31. They're easy to read version. It says, for God did this so that no one can stand before him and boast about anything. It is God who has made you part of Christ Jesus, and Christ has become for us wisdom from God, and he is the reason we are right with God, and pure enough to be in his presence. Christ is the one who set us free from sin. Now 31, so as the scripture says, whoever boasts should boast, Only about the Lord. What about the Lord? All he did. All he did. So you wake up in the morning. Instead of feeling down and under the weather. You looked up your voice Father, I thank you. I thank you for righteousness. I thank you that I'm, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because I am righteous, <laughs> my righteousness has procured your audience. I don't need protocols to come to you. I don't need 40 steps to have access to you. No. I have your audience. And reason the Bible said this is the confidence that we have in him. That when we ask anything in him, <laughs> he hears us. I have audience with God. God. Come on, say after me, I have audience with God. Pola moromonos. Mengrisosoprogodos. Andeliososoprogodos. Note down these few things. Amen. We shall only be justified. From all these scriptures that we have looked at, we shall only be justified on God's own terms. Note it down so that you don't get confused about this. We, from all the scriptures that we have read, it's so it is so evident we shall only be justified by god's own terms we shall only be justified by his own terms what does this mean it means that we shall be declared hmm? what it means is that we shall be declared unrighteous and no good on our own and by ourselves when we want to now procure or um, be right, do by our efforts or something we have to do to now become righteous, we are referring to the righteousness of God. Then we will rather become unrighteous in His eyes if we are going to use our actions. I will say it again. I said we shall only be justified by God's own terms. His own terms. And what does this thing mean? It means that we shall be declared unrighteous and no good on our own and by ourselves. So when it has to be by us, and when it has to be on our own, then we are unrighteous. Hallelujah. And this, what what, what does this thing mean, Pastor? What it means that, can't you see, this is so obvious that righteousness with And before God Will never be as a result of our efforts What this thing means That righteousness with God And before God Will never be as a result of our efforts Our deeds or our achievements Note them there somewhere So what I need to understand this morning Is that it must be given To us by Him Righteousness must be given to us by God, and God and God alone. Remember Jeremiah's prophecy. He shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Hallelujah. This is the only way he will accept us. Note it down. This is the only way God will accept us. Come with me to Ephesians. Ephesians. Come with me. Pastor, are you sure? Yes. Come with me to Ephesians. Quickly. Ephesians. Ephesians. Come with me. Yeah, I'm already there. Ephesians chapter 1. We are reading 6 to 7. I read the amplified and the easy to read as usual. Amen. So many beautiful things to glean from. this morning. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm reading the verse 6 to 7. Now, the Amplified, he said, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us, and the line made us. If <laughs> the Bible is for you. Okay? Or highlight it. He made, he is not going to make us. I made a statement, and that is why I am showing you from scriptures what it meant. I said that, Listen very well. Accept our righteousness. Listen. It is only through righteousness. God's righteousness that he can accept us or he will accept us. It's only the righteousness that he gives. Not the righteousness that we give or we provide or we bring on board by our efforts. No. Or by our deeds. No. Hallelujah. Praise God. These things are also part of all you received in salvation. And you must be so strong in them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come with me. So Ephesians 1, 6 to 7 says, To the praise of the God, of, of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us made, he's not going to make that is past times. That means that the thing has already happened. He has already made me what righteous. Wherein he made us accepted in the beloved. Oh, I'm accepted. Somebody say, I'm accepted. Listen to what the um, easy to read version says. Easy to read versions. Version says, he said, and this brings praise to God because of his wonderful grace. Oh, he said, God gave that grace to us freely. He gave us that grace in Christ, the one he loves. In Christ, we are made free by his blood sacrifice, we have forgiveness of sins. Because of God's rich grace. Hallelujah. So, I said, <laughs> our righteousness, our righteousness with God or before God will never be as a result of our efforts, our deeds, or achievements. It must be given by God himself. And that is the only way he accepts us. He said to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. Our acceptance comes from Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it must be by grace, nothing more, nothing less. It must be by grace, nothing more. Nothing less. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, fellow saints, if we don't accept this, if we don't live and exist by this knowledge, things are just going to go haywire. And this will not make us righteous before him. Hallelujah. And when judgments will be meted out, we'll be found guilty and sentenced to eternal punishment. Why? Not because he punished us. No. We brought punishment to us, ourselves, by refusing what he did through with, uh, his redemptive blood. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. It is only through his sacrifice that he is satisfied. It is only through God's sacrifice that he is satisfied. There is nothing else man can do to satisfy him. Hallelujah. 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 That is why you don't You you, you don't refuse this grace. That is the only thing that sacrifices him. Satisfies him. Christ's sacrifice. The sacrifice of his son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I accept today the sacrifice of God's son. Jesus Christ. As the only basis of standing before God. As blameless and guiltless. What does that mean? Righteous before him. Say after me. I, I accept the sacrifice of God's son, Jesus Christ, as the only basis of standing before God, as blameless and guiltless before him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's do a little background of how these all these things came about because You see, right from the Garden of Eden, man actually left the Garden of Eden without a right standing with God. You all know what happened in the Garden. Man could not approach the Holy God again. When God came up and said, Adam, where are you? He said, "Uh, I'm hiding here. I said, why are you hiding? Um, We heard your voice and we went to hide ourselves. Because we were afraid. So that is why man left that garden without a right standing with God. He could not approach God, the holy God, again. Hallelujah. He now stood blamed and condemned. And that act that happened in the garden, man's disobedience, of course, we have taught you over and over that what happened in the garden, it was not a fruit or apple like uh, um, a lot of people uh, say. It's not, it was not an apple that Adam ate, it was unbelief okay, a rejection of God's provision, hallelujah, God gave him the opportunity, access to the fruit of uh, life, the tree of life, hallelujah, sorry, the tree of life, he also gave him access, he said that, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil do not touch, man could have eaten the tree of life and he would have lived forever, so it was unbelief, it was not an apple that was, a physical apple that was eaten in in the garden, One of these days we'll go extensively on that. Amen. But come with me how, by this act of Adam, it passed on to all humankind. Come with me. How did this happen? Come with me to Romans quickly. Romans. Romans. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. I'll read from the Amplified Version again. Amen. I love this. He said, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. How did the sin enter into the world? By man. Sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. Verse 13 for unto the law. Sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who in the figure of him that was to come? Okay, so this verse looks a little bit um, cumbersome. Let's go to the easy-to-read version. Amen. Um, Romans, easy to read version. You will love this. Romans 5, 12 to 14. Oh, I love this. Sin came into the world because of what man did. Are you following? How did sin come into the world? Because of what man did. And with sin came death. How did sin Uh, Death come about sin. So sin gave birth to death. Are you following? All right. So So this is why all people must die. Because all people have sinned. Sin was in the world before the law of Moses. Are you seeing it? Sin was in the world before the law of Moses. But God does not consider people guilty of sin if there is no law. So follow me. In Abraham's days, in all Noah's days, there was sin. Remember, the law was given by Moses. That means Moses gave the law. The law started with Moses. So the question is Pastor, in the olden days, before Moses came on the scene, was there sin? Yes. Sin was in the world. But how did God see sin? God did not see sin as the law saw sin. The law Moses gave saw sin. So that is why the easy-to-read version says that sin was in the world before the law of Moses. But God does not consider people guilty of sin if there is no law. Wow. (laughs) Let's look at it. Let's continue. He said, but from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, everyone had to die. Adam died because he sinned by not obeying god's commands did you see that are you seeing that he did not sin by not eating a fruit or an apple that is why i told you that we should always rely or um, um, uh, rely on the epistles to explain the old testament books of the bible or the scriptures now, the epistles is now explaining to us what happened in the garden. He said that sin was in the world before the law of Moses, but God does not consider people guilty of sin if there is no law. But from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, everyone had to die. Why? Adam died because he sinned. What was his sin? He sinned by not obeying God's commands. But even those who did not sin, That same way had to die. That one man, Adam, can be compared to Christ, the one who was coming in the future. But God's free gifts is not like Adam's sin. Many people died because of the sin of, uh, sorry, many people died because of the sin of that one man, Adam but the grace that people received from God was much greater. Many received God's gift of life by the grace of this other man, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So now watch. From these scriptures that we have read, okay, no one stood uh, without blame. No man was without blame. All efforts amounted to unrighteousness. Every effort of man amounted to unrighteousness because of Adam's sins. So, they meant nothing to God. Man's effort meant nothing to God. God could never be pleased with man's efforts. So, the first sin was man depending on his own understanding. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. Remember what Satan uh, said to uh, uh, Eve? He said, you shall surely not die. God is lying. He's lying. Don't mind him. When you eat, your eyes will rather open and you'll be like God. He doesn't want you to be like him. Wow. Brother Lucy. So, no one could stand before God without blame. The man's effort was totally unrighteous. It actually meant nothing to God. God could never be pleased with man's effort. That is, it can be bandied to the first scenario of sin in the garden. That first sin was Man depending on his own understanding and wits. And sin has remained so. How has sin remained so? Outside God's word. His provision and his plan. Pastor, can you show me from scriptures? Come with me to Isaiah. Let's look at some of the prophets, what they said about this. Isaiah 64, verse 6 to 7. Isaiah... (coughs) Isaiah chapter 64, 6 to 7. I'm reading the King, um, King James Version this time around. But we are all as unclean thing, And all our righteousness are as filthy rats. You see, our righteousness, that is referring to our efforts, our deeds, our conducts all our righteous so you see how Isaiah too, uh, uh, could conclude that our righteousness our efforts our um, deeds our condol could not satisfy god god could not be pleased by them so he said that, but we are we, we are all as an unclean thing, and all our not God's righteousness, mind you, all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. You see, so every attempt of man, every attempt was was failure every attempt of man failed hallelujah so what was man to do what was man to do in this scenario what was man to do man must look away from himself if he is to stand blameless if i'll say it another way If I am going to stand blameless before God, I must look away from me, my efforts, my conduct, my deeds. If I'm going to satisfy, if I'm going to be pleased, then it has to be his righteousness. If I'm going to be pleased to, uh, 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 I'm going to please God, it has to come through his righteousness. He is only pleased with what he says what he does, and all he achieved in redemption. Oh, Gamola, stop, This was what man had to do. He had to look away from himself. If he is to stand blameless. And Paul was so strong. In fact, he retorted this in Philippians. Come with me to Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. You will love this. You now understand why Paul said that, I consider everything now dung. I hope you know dung, Thesis. Okay? Come with me to Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 to 8. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. 4 to 8. Oh, I love this.
1: Am who feed a I said, hear Hallelujah, am who who I can
0: Listen to Philippians 3 4 to 8. Follow me. Though I might not, sorry, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I, more, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them, but dunk that I may win Christ, if he must stand before God, he must accept that he, man, can't satisfy God. Nothing he could do will ever do. <laughs> I just read um, Philippians 3, 4-8, to the amplified version. You will, you will be so, you will love this verse. Let's look at the easy to read. Come, come with me to easy to read. Ephesians, uh, sorry, um, Philippians 3, 4-8. to even if I am able to trust in myself, still I don't do it. If any else, anyone else thinks that, anyone thinks they have a reason to trust in themselves, they should know that I have a greater reason for doing so. I was circumcised on the eighth day after my birth. I am from the people of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin. I am a true Jew and so were my parents. The law was very important to me. That is why I became a Pharisee. I was so eager to defend my religion that I persecuted the church. And no one could find fault with the way I obeyed the law of Moses. Did you see what Paul said? He said, at one time, all these things were important to me. But because of Christ, I decided that they are worth nothing. So that word done, that phrase he used means it worth nothing. Every effort of man to stand righteous, to stand right, to have right standing with God is nothing. It's worth nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look at verse seven, he said, at one time, all these things were important to me. But because of Christ, I decided that they were worth nothing. Not only these things, but now I think that all things are worth nothing compared with the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Ha, <laughs> He said, because of Christ, I lost all these things. And now I know that they are worthless trash. All I want to know. Sorry. He said, All I want now is Christ. If you are so following, type on the page. All I want now is Christ. Look at the verse. Oh. All I want now is Christ. So you see, God Hmm? If God must accept us, he must accept us on his own standards. Hallelujah. On his own terms. Hallelujah. 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 Look at how um, uh, Luke, Luke puts it. Luke puts it very succinctly. Jesus gave a parable and maybe we should go there. Let's go there. Luke. Luke chapter 18, 19, 9 to 14. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. The verse 19 to. Sorry, I keep saying 19. Luke chapter 18. The verse 9 to 14. Luke 18, 9 to 14. Hallelujah. Let me read the um, King James Version 1st, Luke 18, 9 to 14. And he spake this parable unto certain which trust in themselves that were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Extortioners, unjust, adulteress, or even as this publican. I fast afar off, will not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven. Sorry. He said, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Verse 13. And the publican standing afar off, will not even lift up so much his eyes unto heaven. But smooth up his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Okay, we'll do some exegesis here. So come with me. We'll do some um some exegesis here. Luke. Let me check something from the Greek and I will show you quickly. Luke 18, 9, 2. Alright, so now listen to what um the publicans said. He said, What law be merciful unto me. Oh, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Verse 14. He said, I tell you, look at listen to what Jesus said. This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. And he that Humble himself shall be exalted. So, do you not understand that parable that Jesus gave? Let's look at um, a few key words that um, came up um, in this verse of scripture. Let me read um, the easy to read version of Luke eighteen nineteen. 19. Uh, sorry, Luke 18, 9 to 14. Easy to read version. Listen to it. You will love this. He said there were some people who thought they were very good and looked down on everyone else. Jesus used this story to teach them. One time, there was a Pharisee and a tax collector. One day, they both went to the temple to pray. There are Pharisees stood uh, uh, alone, away from the tax collector. When the Pharisee prayed, he said, Oh God, I thank you that I am not as bad as other people. Come on. Brothers and sisters, is that not how some people perceive themselves? That they are better than others? Listen, in Christ Jesus we are one. The righteousness that Christ gave us through salvation is not greater than Jesus' own righteousness. Let me say it another way. Your righteousness is not lower or lesser than the righteousness of Christ Jesus is the same is the same so follow me here okay i'm reading the easy to read version of luke 18:9 to 14 he said the pharisee stood alone away from the tax collector and when the pharisee prayed he said oh god i thank you that i am not as as bad as other people i am not like men who steal cheat or commit adultery. I thank you that I am a better, I am, I am better than this task collector. Isn't it amazing for someone to perceive himself like this? So Jesus, the Bible said that um he was teaching them about how some people look down on others, and he told them this story. Now, let's look at um. What else the Pharisee said? He said, "I am better than this tax collector. I fast twice a week." So we'll pause. Do you know that there are a lot of believers? There are a lot of Christians who believe that it is only when they fast that they can be made right with God. Or maybe they did something wrong in their conduct. They said something wrong or they did something wrong and they feel that they have to fast for long. Three days or 17 days or 21 days before they can now be made right with God. That is not correct. Brothers and sisters, this is not to say fasting is not good. Fasting doesn't change the mind of God. Fasting changes you. Fasting benefits you. It doesn't benefit God. We don't use fasting to procure God's audience. I don't fast so that God can hear me. I fast so that... Fasting is a spiritual exercise. I fast so that I can become lighter to fellowship with God. I fast so that my... My... um My... Um, my walk with God, I can dedicate myself and consecrate myself. Fasting is a form of consecration. I fast to consecrate myself to maybe study God's word, have more fellowship with the Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you see the parable, the story that Jesus is telling the disciples here. The Pharisee said, I fast twice a week. So if you hear man of God say that before God can forgive you, I have to take you to the sea and bathe you. That is not correct. That is nonsense. That before you are made clean, I have to anoint you from the head, your head, to no, sir. That is not correct. Let's go on. So let's go on. Now I the tax collector says I fast twice a week. And I give a tenth of everything I get. The task collector stood alone. But when he prayed, he would not even look up to heaven. He felt very humble. Before God, he said, Oh God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. All right, so... Let's do a, a few words in justice here, Amen. We look at a few key words here, Hallelujah. Why did the tax collector or the publican um, say? Uh, why did he say, "Lord, have mercy on me, I am a sinner"? Why, Hallelujah. That word, um, "have mercy upon me," it is the same word that. Um, he uses for uh, it, it actually m- means propitiation. Okay, it's the same word that he used for if you um, what they usually call in the Old Testament practices, um, 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 blood offerings, okay, sacrifices or propitiation. When he said that Christ has become our propitiation, it means that, like, it's the black offerings, the way they offer sacrifices. And it falls in place. You understand why the tax collector or the publican said, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Why did he say that? task collector or the publican realized that he was in the temple. Remember, he said that these guys went to the temple to pray. Okay? So, he realized that he was in the temple. So, rather than look unto God, he looked at the offering. The animal that had been offered on the altar. So, If you read, he he couldn't even look up to heaven. He looked down. He was looking at the animal sacrifice. The offering. Okay. Follow me here. He was looking at the offered animal. Why? He was in the temple. So he looked. If he said that he didn't look up to heaven or he didn't look up to God. Rather than looking up to God, he looked at what? The offering. The animal that had been offered. And he is being humbled. At God's mercy. Why is he humbled at God's mercy? That was the substitution. It was the substitution sacrifice. His deeds with that animal sacrifice. Let me explain. Remember, at this time... It was still under the Old Testament or the Old Covenant, even though we are reading it in the Gospels. So there were still animal sacrifices that was going on here. He went to, to the temple. He couldn't even look up to God. He looked at the sacrifice. Rather than looking up to God, he looked at the sacrifice. And that is the substitutionary sacrifice. Hallelujah. Remember, that sacrifice covered their sins. It was the substitution for their sins. Hallelujah. So that deeds, his deeds with the animal, that was what he looked. That sheep that sacrifice hallelujah if he looked he didn't he looked away from the animal that had been sacrificed it will now he'll be acting um on his own works that was the pharisee's pride come with me let me show you why i said this um i want to show you a few greek words here um the word, verse
1: 14,
0: um, Luke 18, 9 to 14. All right. So I'm looking for a key word here. Then I will explain to you why I just give this explanation. Hallelujah. So verse 13, and the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That word merciful is what I want to look at. It was from what I explained, what I just explained. That word merciful in the Greek, it means las i will explain it i will pronounce it uh spell it don't don't this worry about the um, explanation or the spelling it, it, it spells it's spelled h i l a s k o m a i i'm just telling you to saying it to you so that you i will explain what it means Hilaskomahi, he He laskomahi, amen. That word, he laskomahi, okay? It just means uh, uh, propitious, okay? To be merciful, to make reconciliation, hallelujah. So that word, propitiation, like I said, he was looking at the sacrifice. The sacrifice, that was the substitutionary sacrifice. Hallelujah. That's why he couldn't look, the publican couldn't look up to heaven or look up to God. He looked at that animal sacrifice and said, Lord, be merciful unto me. I am a sinner. That word, I uh, have mercy, also means reconciliation. Also means reconciliation. Let me give a scripture. Um, 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 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. Very common scripture to which that god was in christ let me open it second corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. second corinthians 5 19. hallelujah to wit that god was in christ reconciling the world unto himself so that word um, ilas, um the, the greek pronounces ilaskoma, um okay ilaskomahi. that word also means propitious a propitiation, a propitiation, it also means a reconciliation. So now you understand this uh, publican or this task or letter, what he said, Lord, have mercy on me. He he knew he was keen into what God did. He said, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Read on, um, Second Corinthians five nineteen. Reconcerning the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Did you see that? So, God, that, that word, not imputing their trespasses, not counting their trespasses against them. So, this um, Pharisee, a righteous, um, or if you like, a self righteous man, he came and said, Look, I am not like this guy. I am this, I am that, I am that. That is what is going on now. You find a lot of Christians who brag on themselves. Brother, rather brag on the gospel. Rather brag on God. Hallelujah. Brag on God. Brag on all that you have received in the gospel, not your efforts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He uh, said, um, uh, not counting, imputing their trespasses unto them, but are committed unto us the word of con- reconciliation. So I, oh, this task collector knew in his prayers Lord, I, I, I don't deserve, but I know you are not counting my sins against me. Have mercy on me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So it it really falls in place. So rather than look unto God, he looked at the offering, the offered animal. Hallelujah. He's being humbled at God's mercy, substituting him, his deeds, with the death of the animal. Acting otherwise will amount to bleeding his works, like the Pharisee did, and that was pride. That was why Jesus used that example or that parable to teach that lesson about those who look down on others or those who feel they can by themselves attain or achieve righteousness by themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now follow me here. Pastor, so what do we do with all these things, all this knowledge? Okay? Since we can't qualify... He would have to qualify us. Since we can't qualify, then he would have to qualify us. Righteousness, note this thing down, please, please note this thing down. Don't miss me here. I'm going to say some very, very important things. Righteousness can only be given. Righteousness can only be given. It cannot be earned. It cannot be gained. It cannot be achieved. It can only be received. So you see even back in the Old Testament, people like Abraham, maybe we may look at him, hallelujah. This is what why Abraham received favor from God. Now, a little background of Abraham. Do you remember Abraham was a heathen? He didn't know anything about God. Hallelujah. In fact, he was an idol worshiper. His father, his family, everybody, idol worshiper. They were godless. Abraham was godless. Abraham was sinful. So, how did God declare him righteous? Have you thought about it, brothers and sisters? How did God declare? Obi or son, boson. I know, listen, if Abraham <laughs> were to be today, here today, you will find a lot of people pointing accusing fingers at him. He says, emasa, emasa, emasa.
1: <laughs>
0: we know where you are coming from. You are an idol worshipper. Now you claim you are born again. It's not true. You must still observe and look at things very well. We must be suspicious about you. In fact, even if Abraham went to church, the pastor was still, after he receiving the righteousness of God, the pastor was also want to conduct in deliverance on him. And Let's come to my question again.
1: How...
0: Did Abraham become righteous? Already I told you that righteousness cannot be earned, it cannot be gained, it cannot be achieved. Righteousness can only be received. Oh, I've received righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you are still following, please, it's very important you do this, okay? It shows you are active and you are following. Right on the page now, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. All right, so now we are, I asked the question How did Abraham become righteous? Remember, Abraham received this favor from God. An idol worshiper, a heathen, a godless man, a sinful man. How did he become righteous? The answer is so simple. God declared him righteous. That's simple. No, 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 it's not like that too. Why did God declare him righteous? Because he accepted God's righteousness. Come with me. Let me explain further with a scripture. Let me explain further with a scripture. Come with me. Let me explain further with a scripture. Romans chapter 4, 1 to 6. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Romans 4. Are you there? Alright, so... Mm, I love this. Romans chapter 4. Are you there? I'm there. Romans 4, 1 to 6. I'll read the amplified version, okay? You can read from whatever version. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh. A lot of people say Abraham blessing Abraham is my father. I'm the seed of Abraham. What does it really mean? I'm blessed, like blessed Abraham. What does it mean? Does it mean when you say you are blessed, Abraham's blessings are mine, does he mean, is he referring to a Lamborghini, owing or buying a Lamborghini? Is it referring to material possessions? Is he referring to material things? Listen, don't get me wrong when we talk like this. There's nothing wrong with material blessings. But don't say what scripture hasn't said. Don't twist scripture for your wings and caprices. Is God interested in uh, being our uh, being blessed materially? Oh yes. Is He involved and in part of our material blessing? Or uh, that is He interested in our blessing? Oh yes, God is indeed interested. But when Scripture says something, don't take it out of context. Now let's read this. So that I I, I said that to this effect: Romans four one to six. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, had found. So he's going to explain what Abraham found and that Abraham was made righteous. Amen. So, what, why, and how, and did it come about that Abraham became righteous? How did it come about? Someone that was godless, sinful, that was an idol worshiper. How did it come about? Let's read on. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, had found? Verse 2. I'm reading Romans 4, 1 to 6 now. Verse 2. Now, for if Abraham were justified by works, follow me, he, Abraham, believed in God. Oh, sorry. If Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof well to glory, but not before God. For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God. Wow. <laughs> what did Abraham believed? He believed in a God that makes the, uh, that justifies the ungodly. Abraham believed the God that justifies the ungodly. He believed in God's provision that he will complete in Christ Jesus. And right there and then, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. There's a lot to see. Let, Let me read on, let me read on. He said, what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly. <laughs> his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also, described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Are you following, me, brothers and sisters? I'm excited about this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you following? In fact, let me read the King James Version. Let me read the King James Version. Romans... Chapter 4, 1 to 6. What shall we say then that Abraham our father pertaining to the flesh had found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath wherefore to glory, but not before God. What said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the right reward not reckoned of grace, but of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him. That justified the ungodly. his faith is counted for righteousness. Let's see uh, let me read the easy to read version. you will get clarity more on this okay uh, Romans Romans chapter four one to six listen to this brothers brethren listen to this so what can we say about Abraham? I'm reading the ERV version, the easy to read version. Easy to read Bible. All right. So what can we say about Abraham, the father of our people? What did he learn about faith? If Abraham was made right by the things he did, he had a reason to boast about himself. But God knew different. <laughs> Verse 3, that's why the scriptures say Abraham believed God and because of this, he was accepted as one who is right with God. How do we procure God's acceptance by faith in him through Christ Jesus? This is so sweet. If Abraham was made right by the things he did, He had a reason to boast about himself. But God knew different. What did God know different? Verse 3, that's why the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and because of this, he was accepted as one who is right with God. That means that the one that has the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the man that is righteous has the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has been made right with God. In other words, he has right standing with God. Nothing alters this thing. Let's look at verse 4. When people work, follow me here, follow me here. When people work, their pay is not given to them as a gift. They earn the pay they get. But people cannot do any work that will make them right with God. Did you see it? People cannot do any work that will make them right with God I'm reading Romans 4 verse 4 now the easy to read version but people cannot do any work that will make them right with God so they must trust in him then he accepts their faith and that makes them righteous with him in other words that makes them right with him he is the one who makes even evil, evil people right. Emo, Grobodo, Shadaiah, Magronzo, Feedia aya. So brothers and sisters, when I say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I am not just speaking some words. It is not just, it is not just, I'm not just reciting some words. No, no, a thousand times, no. In other words, I am saying I have right standing with God. In other words, I am saying I have procured God's audience. In other words, I am saying I have access to God. There are no more problems the day I received him into my life, that very moment I was made righteous by him and now the protocols were suspended, the protocols were cancelled, now that I have access to the holies of holies why? because I was born in the very presence of God, somebody shout glory oh dear Lord Jesus men get to my to my are you following this, brothers and sisters? Okay, let me calm myself down. This is too sweet to be true. It's too good to be true. Let me read again. You will now understand. See, brothers and sisters, these are the things you should be rejoicing in. Some of you, when you don't have money, you wake up in the morning, you look more rose than morale. <laughs> Um, I just don't know what is going on. No, I know what is going on with me. No, no down moments. No low moments. I'm excited. I'm excited. What am I supposed to be excited about? Is it because uh, only about breakthroughs and prosperity or material possessions? Oh no! Beyond the material things that we acquire, beyond everything material, there is something more eternal glory to God that I am supposed to be excited about day
1: and night. It should not alter my joy, it should not change my joy, hallelujah I have the joy of the spirit men
0: go sober in then get these are the things you should be excited about, brothers and sisters you, you are excited about your righteousness you are excited about your forgiveness of sins, you are excited about these things and that should reflect in your prayers this should also reflect in your songs the songs you sing Oh You wake up in the morning. Imagine you go to the kitchen, and and probably there is no food in the kitchen, or there's nothing to eat in the kitchen. Instead of you to to be
1: singing. Some useless songs like no <laughs> no 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 he has become my salvation. The devil
0: be hiding in one corner and holding his cheeks like this. This guy, with all these things that he's going through, it has still not killed his joy <laughs> with this guy. This, all this pain and troubles I'm bringing his way. It has still not altered his joy. Because devil, there is nothing you will ever do. There is nothing you can do. There is nothing you will ever do that will, that will alter my joy. I've got the joy of the spirit. Hallelujah. I've got the joy of the spirit, hallelujah I've got the joy of the spirit can what me. it doesn't matter how I feel, it doesn't matter what is going on around me, it doesn't matter what people say, I've got joy, in the daytime I've got joy, in the noontime I've got joy in the night I've got joy I dance in the Holy Ghost that said the spirit of God that time has come where I have raised my men I am raising men and women who will not be controlled by the circumstances of life but with all they will rise above and they will soar above the circumstances of life and they will see the challenges in the has bread, hallelujah Oh, remember that is what I just said in those tongues, glory to God he's raising men who don't live by the flesh they don't live by what they see they are not moved by what they hear
1: they are only moved by God's word I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus I am bold about this and I am strong about this
0: mango soted ever hates. Ecomon gros supreen elenos. Gano semelh a jono ec. Micano ramepo no non temetes. popo shot Let me calm myself down. Let me calm myself down. Let me read it again. So maybe, maybe I don't know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you're not supposed to be joining at this time, but in case you're just joining, what's what this guy crazy about? What is he so excited about? Has he won some lottery or has he gotten some, no, 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 nothing like that. None of those things material, as, as, as much as it brings some comfort and pleasure to us, none of those things should be the source of our joy. The source of our joy is always the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me, somebody? Let me show you, okay, so let me, let me show you why I'm so crazy this morning, excited. I'm actually reading Romans 4. We, we, were, we, were, uh, we asked the question, how did Abraham become righteous, amen? How did he procure God's righteousness? Because um, scripture tells us that he was an idol worshiper, he was a sinner, he was very godless, he's himself, his family, and God called him out of his family and said, uh, leave this place and go to a place that I will show you, amen? So Abraham received this favor from God. Amen. He, God actually declared him righteous. How and why? He accepted God's righteousness. And that is what we are trying to um, do a little bit of um, uh, excavation into. Hallelujah. And Romans 4, 1 to 6. I'm actually reading the easy to read version. And that, the verse 4 just got me too excited. Amen. Uh, he said, but God, um, sorry. Uh, 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 he said, but people cannot do any work that will make them right with God. So they must trust in him. Then he accepts their faith and that makes them right with him. He is the one who makes even evil people right.
1: Mm. Mm. Ah.
0: Look at verse five. He said, He David said the same thing when he was talking about the blessing people have when god accepts accept them as good without looking at what they have done pause here i want to show you something very profound right from um um where are you This. Okay, so now, um, what is this blessing of Abraham, blessing of Abraham that we all claim and we are taking, we are claiming cars and claiming all those things. What is really this blessing of Abraham, okay? I just look at all the translations that we have read. It's saying the same thing. The uh, the King James said, Romans 4, verse uh, 5. Listen to what the King James says. uh, Sorry, sorry, verse 6. Even as David also described it, the blessedness of the man unto him God imputed righteousness without works. So that blessedness, that blessing of Abraham, it is is God not counting people's sin against them. I'll say it another way. In other words, it is God imputing his righteousness on people without their physical or human input. I will say it in another way. It is the blessings that we talk about, the blessings of Abraham, is God um, um, giving um, people righteousness that Doesn't come from their personal efforts. So, Romans 4, verse 6, he said, Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, this is the blessing of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? Verse 7, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquity, who are the blessed? When we say, You are blessed. According to this scripture, if you are referring to Abraham's blessing, what is that blessing? That blessing is what saying, "Blessed are those they whose iniquities are forgiven." When your sins are forgiven, it's a blessing. That is even the blessing. And whose sins are covered? It's a blessing. But when my iniquities are forgiven, listen, when you heard the gospel and you believed the gospel and you became born again and your sins and your iniquities were forgiven, the Bible calls it it's a blessing. That is the blessedness. That is what Abraham received in the past. Hallelujah. Which was pointing to what Christ will do for us in redemption. Abraham, idol worshipper, and all that, uh, swindler and all that, then he just believed. How did he believe? He believed what God had provided, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Look at the Amplified Version. Verse, it said, even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. The easy-to-read version says that David said the same thing when he was talking about the blessing people have when God accepts them as good without looking at what they have done. Hey, glory! Look at this. Look at it again. (laughs) Romans 4, verse 6. He said David said the same thing when he was talking about the blessing people have. When God accepts them as good, without looking at what they have done. So, God, when we say you are the righteousness of God God in Christ Jesus, it means that God doesn't look at your personal efforts. He doesn't look at your deeds. He doesn't look at your conduct. Now, let me be quick to say this before you say what I did not say. Pastor, is there a place for good conduct? good morals, good deeds in our Christian work. Oh, yes. You remember what Paul said? Should we continue to sin? Because grace abounds. He said no. So one of these days, we will talk about that too. The place of conduct, or rather, the rewards of conduct for uh, our Christian living. It's one of the topics that I'll teach one time. Amen. Hallelujah. So all that I'm sharing with you is not to say that sin is okay or doing the wrong thing is okay no what i'm saying is that for our righteousness for us to be made righteousness it has nothing to do with our personal efforts and Isaiah spoke so succinctly about it then listen our righteousness is like a filthy rag before god but his righteousness makes me righteous it makes me clean it makes me stand without guilt. It makes me stand without shame. It makes me stand without looking down on myself. It makes me stand without inferiority. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, he said, David said the same thing when he was talking about the blessing people have when God has set them as good without looking at what they have done. Verse seven, it is a great blessing. Are you seeing it? This Abraham blessing, blessing, blessing we're talking about. It is simply God forgiving you without looking at what you have done. God imputing righteousness on man without his works. That is the blessing. Now look at verse 7. He said it is a great blessing when people are forgiven for the wrongs they have done, when their sins are erased. Oh Shako my sins are erased. Listen, brothers and sisters, be so strong in these truths. Because there are some people whose work with God has been affected by virtue of lack of this knowledge of who they are, who they have become in Christ, they, who they are as righteous in Christ. So every time they want to pray and they are lifting up their hands to praise and worship God and to pray, you know, they are lifting up their hands and worship, the devil begin to whisper into their hands put your hands down. Kwame, put those hands down. It's not only yesterday you were angry. Devil, shut up here. Out of this place. You have no place. Why? My righteousness is not based on that anger. No. Yes, God doesn't like that anger. Is God happy with it? No. Um, is God excited about it? No. Um, is he holding it and taking my righteousness for me as a result of that period or short period that I was upset or angry about something? No. It won't alter it. Am I supposed to be angry? No. By the event that I get angry, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give anger place in your life. The anger, the wrath of man doesn't work the righteousness of God. You see, all these scriptures have spoken concerning anger. So I should be instructed and do the needful. Hallelujah. 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 Are you following So, verse 7, said that it is a great blessing that um, when people are forgiven for their wrongs, they have done when their sins are erased. If you are still following me, put on the platform, my sins are erased. I have no sin consciousness again. I have no sin, listen, sin consciousness has kept a lot of God's people, it has kept them ineffective in their walk with God. They have become ineffective. Because the devil is always pointing out something they did in the past, something there was some wrong they did in the past. No, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Glory to God. So, so run with me now. So, um, how did God offer this from the scripture? We have read. How did God offer Abraham? How did God offer Abraham this righteousness we are talking about? How? By the gospel. What is the gospel? The message of Christ. Let me give you a corroborative scripture. Galatians, come with me to Galatians. It's rush hour now, so you have to be very fast now. I'm about to close. Galatians chapter 3, 8 to 9. Quickly, Galatians chapter 3, 8 to 9. Galatians chapter 3, 8 to 9. Galatians chapter 3, 8 to 9. Alright, let me read the amplified verse. And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the hidden through faith. How does God justify the worldly man, the ungodly, or the hidden? Someone who doesn't know God, he justifies them how? Through faith. Please look into your Bibles. Before the gospel unto, sorry, how God will justify the hidden through faith? Preach the gospel, preach before the gospel unto Abraham. God preached to Abraham, saying, what was the scripture? Indeed, shall all nations be blessed. Indeed, shall all nations be blessed. This blessing that God was referring to here is not referring to cars and buildings and no, 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 a thousand times. No, we just read it. That blessedness was what that God will impute righteousness on men. Hallelujah. Without holding or without taking into account their works or human efforts. And that is what Abraham enjoyed, and that blessing that Abraham enjoyed—that he said in him, he will. So when God was telling Abraham that in you all the nations of the world will be blessed, in other words, God was preaching. What was He preaching? He was preaching the gospel, the message of Christ. Hallelujah! So oh, let's read the new, new living. Easy to read. Come on, aids. To nine of Galatians chapter three. Listen to what this one says. Breaks it down beautifully. He said the scriptures told what would happen in the future. These writings said that God will make the non-Jewish people right through their faith. God told this good news to Abraham before it happened. God told this good news. to Abraham before it happened. How? Watch. God said to Abraham, I will use you to bless all the people on the earth. Verse 9 gives us the answer. How was God going to use that blessing? He said, Abraham believed this. And because he believed, he was blessed. All people who believe are blessed the same as Abraham was. But people who depend on following the law to make them right are under a curse. As the scripture says, they shall must they must do everything that is written in the law. If they do not always obey, they are under a curse. Wow. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is the answer. That is why the gospel is called the righteousness of God revealed. The righteousness of God revealed. Quickly come with me as I wrap up Romans chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. Romans chapter 1, 16 to 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. So watch. For therein, where is the therein? The gospel. Is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the dust shall live by faith. So brothers and sisters, listen. The gospel, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And the gospel Is called the righteousness of God revealed. And that's what makes the gospel good news. So just like Abraham, God will justify sinners. He will count them blameless. They will stand before him without a record of sins, failures, and weakness. Pastor, is that you? Oh, you have not read? Come with me to Romans chapter 5. 1 to 2. Romans chapter 5, 1 to 2. Quickly. Therefore, being justified by faith. Did you see that? How are we justified? By faith. We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access. By faith into his grace. Into this grace. Wherein we stand. Ayaduria baria. We stand, i stand in this grace somebody say after me wherever you are connected from say i stand in this grace he said by whom also verse 2 by whom also we have access by faith into god's grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of god so how would they receive this righteousness righteousness they will receive it by faith. How will they receive it by faith? They will then be declared blameless. So those that received righteousness by faith, what will happen? They will be declared blameless. In other words, they will be declared guiltless. Or they will be declared without fault. How does this come about? Only by faith in God's free gift. So in other words, righteousness is a gift. And that's what Romans 5, Romans 5, 17. Romans 5, 17, this time around, I will just read um, the easy to read Bible, okay? Because I'm wrapping up. Romans 5, I'm reading the 17 to 18. Okay, let me quickly read. For by one man's offense, death reign by much more. They that receive much uh, abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign by one, Jesus Christ. Listen to the easy to read. It says, so I tell you. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so I tell you, live the way the spirit leads leads you. Then you will not do the evil things your sinful self wants. The sinful self wants, Romans 5. Yes, that's why I am. The sinful, just a moment. The sinful self wants what is against the spirit. And the spirit wants what is against the sinful self. They are always fighting each other so that you don't do what really you want to do. But if you let the spirit lead you, you will not be under the law. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Look at verse 18. It said, but if you let the spirit lead you, you are not under the law. The law, you are not under the law. You are not under the law. Hallelujah. That's Romans 5:17. Hallelujah. So our righteousness, note it down somewhere, is based on Jesus' obedience, not ours. Note it down somewhere. Our righteousness is based on Jesus' obedience, not ours. Pastor, is that correct? Yes. Come to come with me to the same Romans chapter 5, 19 to 20. For one, by one man's offense, or by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Did you see that? And so, by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. So Jesus' obedience, um, our righteousness is based on Jesus' obedience, not ours. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That is why. We qualify to stand because of the gift of God to us. Jesus Christ is the gift of God to us. The sacrifice of his son. If you are still following, wherever you are, just lift up your right hands and say after me, I receive the gift of righteousness. It's mine. I cannot end right standing with God. I stand blameless before God because of the sacrifice of the son jesus my lord lift up your voices and thank the lord go ahead and thank the lord for all that you have heard